All right, hello, godlings, and welcome to the latest episode of the American Gods podcast. I'm Michael, and with me is Sarah. Hello, godlings. All right, so this week, uh, another episode, and it's going to be awesome. We have some good things to talk about. Um, all right, so last week we posted an episode, and the audio was a little off. Uh, I think I, I dropped a little bit of a explanation you know as to why it happened but in the event that you didn't listen to that i guess we're just going to reiterate what happened so sarah why don't you take it away and you can just kind of let everybody know what happened and so basically my genius laptop decided that you know i didn't like the yeti being recorded and that i would use its own central microphone to record my voice even though my yeti was plugged in and audacity was picking it up Nope, it wanted itself to be heard, so it was my laptop microphone that was being used for the last episode or two, so I deeply apologize. I have since rectified the problem, and, you know, fingers crossed that this actually sounds good, or I will have to, like, hang myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've decided that if it happens uh, this week that she will just hang herself in shame. (laughs) And then it'll be just a solo podcast. <laughs> well, um, what I'll do is I'll open up uh, auditions for another co-host. And I'll haunt you. <laughs> yes. I will, I will, however, uh, not um, hire anybody or at least interview anybody for at least a week. Oh, how considerate. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So, no, right. It, look, this stuff happens, and uh, we didn't notice this until it was in post-production, and, you know, I'm sitting there listening to the episode, and I'm, I'm doing all the audio adjustments that I do, and I'm like, wow, this sounds a little off, a little kind of far away, like she's in, like, this great big cavern somewhere, and it's like... Where just are ec- you recording? <laughs> right, echoey. And I tried to do what I could to kind of beef it up a little bit and, and kind of make it not sound quite so far away. But there's only so much I could do, really. At least I knew how to do, and uh, I did what I could, and what you got was what we had. And we had no time to record again last week, and we didn't want to get behind, so... We kind of had to just put it out as it was. So again, we apologize for the you know audio uh, issue that we had. But going forward, it does appear like we'll be fun, hopefully. <laughs> as, <laughs> we listen to the, as we listen to tonight's, uh, we recorded two podcasts tonight, uh, this one and Friday Night Mics. So I'm hoping that when we sit down to, to listen to all this, uh, it'll be fine, which I'm sure it will be. I, I think everything will be good. So just yeah, want to like, let you guys know. I did a test recording and it went fine, so it should theoretically be good. Okay, yeah, and I'm sure it'll be fine. So, but we just wanted to, again, let you know what happened in case you didn't download that little special announcement thing and and everything. So, um, and uh, yeah, and we're on Patreon again. We want to make that announcement. We'll probably do that. Continue to do that in the upcoming weeks, just to keep reiterating to everybody listening to the podcast. Uh, that we are on Patreon. You can visit us there on uh, uh, patreon.com slash freaking geeks and uh, check out our page. You can see all the things that we have to offer in terms of the content. Uh, you will continue to get your podcast for free. It will, it will continue to come through iTunes. However, we will have, uh, you know, special episodes. Perks. that uh, There are perks for 
for going on Patreon and subscribing to our content. Uh, you'll get special episodes. Um, either you'll get episodes that just won't be released in general, uh, or more likely you will get episodes a lot earlier and uh, special episodes that you won't get for a while uh, regularly on iTunes, but you'll get them through Patreon. They all have, we'll have special uh, podcasts that we've got planned coming up here, uh, including a Stranger Things podcast. And if you want to get special access to that, early access, you'll you'll get it through Patreon. And there's so much more. We have uh, Loot Crate giveaways and possible uh, Sideshow Collectible giveaways and just all kinds of stuff we have there. It's really cool. Check it out. And if you're interested, um, you know, sign up and subscribe. And uh, we will do everything we can to give you guys excellent content going forward as we always try to do. Absolutely. So yeah, and we also have a new website that we've kind of umbrellaed everything under. It's freakinggeeks.com. That's where you can find all of our podcasts, you know, American Gods, Friday Night Mics, Stranger Things coming up, uh, Freaking Geeks podcast, everything you can find under there. And of course, right. American Gods. <laughs> right. And we're recording our first episode of the, the Freaking Geeks podcast tomorrow night, actually. So that, I believe, is will be... I believe that will be released uh, Friday or Saturday. It's um, being sent to iTunes. Uh, so once they approve it, it'll be posted and it will show up in iTunes. So uh, whenever they get, that gets approved, it's always a little bit of an issue. Uh, it will be up. So I'm guessing Friday or Saturday, the first episode will be up. And then we will have it, of course, every single week. There will be an episode of every podcast. There will be an episode of American Gods. Friday Night Mics, Freaking Geeks, and uh, yeah, so we've got some really great stuff we've got planned, so check out our Patreon page, and hopefully you'll find stuff that you're interested in, and uh, yeah, we've got some really cool stuff, so. Um, Anyways, that's the real content you've been waiting right, for. <laughs> right, right. Um, also, we wanted to make a special announcement. There is going to be some consolidation in our email moving forward yeah um so we're gonna have the freaking geeks at gmail no freaking geeks media at gmail.com and that's gonna be our main email i'm gonna keep the american gods one up for a while just in case people are like listening back they start at the beginning and think oh okay i'm halfway through but i'll write in and then just gets nowhere so I'll keep it up. I don't know if I'm going to keep it up indefinitely, but um, right now our main email is going to be freakgeeks, freakinggeeksmedia at gmail.com. Cats, could you not play with the loudest thing in the world? <laughs> I'm sure you can hear them in the background. Oh, it's okay. But yeah, um, the thing is, uh, when we were doing podcasts separately and before we started to put everything under this umbrella, Freaking Geeks... Um, we had an email address for every podcast that we made, <laughs> but now that we have this, it makes no sense to have an email for every single podcast. So when if you want to write in about American Gods, for instance, and you have a question or a comment, write to um, at freaking uh, freaking geeks media at gmail dot com, and uh, in the subject line, just make sure to put American Gods podcast. So you let us know you know, in the subject line, exactly what podcast you are 
you know, sending this question or comment in for. That way we know from the get-go. So we'll see it and open it up and uh, read your comment or question or whatever it happens to be. And then we can uh, respond to it on the podcast. Yes. So, all right. So that's it for the announcements. Uh, any news this week for American Gods? Yes, actually. Um, we have a new actress on board. Um, Beth Grant um, has been added to the casting list. She's going to be the owner of Jack's Crocodile Bar. Oh, great. Great. Excellent. All yes, right. But that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's uh, not a lot. Um, You did say, I believe, did you say you, you thought the uh, filming was almost done? Oh, yeah. I think we touched on this last time as well, that the... Um, okay. Uh, filming is wrapping up probably this week. Principal photography should be wrapping up fairly soon. Brian Fuller said in a GQ interview. Okay. Which yeah. Has a fabulous picture you guys should check out. It's of Shadow and um, Mr. Wednesday driving. Right. And we may have mentioned this last week. I, I think I just forgot that we had. Um, kind of gets a little confusing sometimes. You don't know if the news can, like, does the news come out? <laughs> we touched on that. <laughs> Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because so little has come out that anything that we've heard recently, I'm like, wait a second, when did that come out? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's it for the news again, you know, pretty light, uh, this week. However, the, we got a lot to, to get into this episode. So let's hop right into it. Um, chapter by chapter. Do you want to start chapter by chapter? Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Um, so, after Shadow leaves his wife, um, well, she leaves him, actually, he's he's walking uh, south, and he walks south for a few hours, and along the way, he's he's asking himself questions. He wants to know what he wants. He's like, what do I want? What do I want with my life? What do I want moving forward? And he's hearing the voice of, of Wednesday in his head. Um, he, he's hungry. He's thirsty. He's probably dehydrated. Um, in a lot of pain, right? He's just been beaten up in the last couple of days, right? So he's not in great physical shape at the moment. Um, so anyway, he ends up meeting a raven. And he's talking to the raven. Of course, he doesn't think it's going to talk back. And it does actually <laughs> talk back. And it tells him to go to Cairo. Okay, right? So it tells him to go south and to find a jackal, find a friend. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Shadow wants the Raven to, you know, give him more information and to help him out and lead him somewhere safe. And uh, eventually, the Raven does, in fact, get Shadow to follow him. Um, and it's funny. There's this uh, this quote here where Shadow asks the Raven if he's uh, Hugin or Moonin, and which are uh, the two Ravens of Odin. So in old uh, mythology, they were the two birds that would leave uh, Odin and go around the world and collect knowledge, all the knowledge that's been, uh, this existed in the last, you know, 24 hours. So they would go around the world, get all the knowledge and come back and be able to tell Odin all the, the things that they've found out. So, um, and he asks the raven to say nevermore. And the raven says, fuck you. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. And I thought that was hilarious. Uh, it also goes to show that uh, Shadow has a, a sense of humor, which is great. So um, 
he gets to the edge of town. The the raven actually leads him far enough to where he's kind of gets back into the point where there's uh you know a gas station and uh, he he stops and gets uh I believe some ice cream or no some uh, custard actually some frozen custard. Big difference. <laughs> so yeah, right, right. So he buys he buys some food. He gets some candy bars and things like that. Um, goes to the gas station, which is you know right nearby, like right beside it. And inside, the woman uh, informs him that he's going to Cairo, Illinois, <laughs> which is hilarious. Cairo. Um, so he he then asks her if if she happens to know somebody who would be willing to sell him a car for cheap. And she does, in fact, is her brother-in-law. So what it ends up being is an 83 Chevy Nova, and Shadow gets it with a full tank of gas for $450 <laughs> cash. Of course. So, right. So um, Shadow is driving down the road. You know, he's he's trying to get to Cairo, Illinois. And as he's driving along, and this is really great, um, there's a little commentary that goes on, goes on in this book, and you you see it pop up again and again. Uh, so I'll talk about this one particular instance. Um, and I wrote this down. I love the commentary about essentially everyone gets a ribbon or a trophy these days, uh, especially when you're young, right? So if you're in Little League or basketball or whatever, pick a sport. Um, everyone gets a participation trophy. Everyone gets a ribbon for trying. Yep. Uh, because he passes this sign that says, uh, the sign announced that the town's under-14 basketball team was the third runner-up in, this, <laughs> in this in the state. Or or they say the wrestling team was a uh, semifinalist or something, right? So it's just a little commentary on uh, on that disturbing trend, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, just patting them on the back for doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> All right. So, um, he drives around. He drives. He can, well, he continues driving, and eventually he falls asleep. And when he does that, he dreams of the Buffalo Man. And, you know, he's talking to the Buffalo Man. He's he's uh, finally asks the question he's been wanting, which is whether they're all gods, whether Odin and all of them, all the all the people he met, if they're actually gods. And the Buffalo Man says, "Yes, they are." And um, eventually, well, say like, "What are gods?" Oh, that's right. He asks. Yeah, he asks, "What are gods?" Um, the Buffalo Man, to me, is one of the most intriguing characters in the entire book <laughs> because he never answers anything. Right? It Not just like directly. No, right? Just you can't ask him a direct question; he gives you a direct answer. Um, so on that end, he's a little frustrating, but that's fine. Um. So anyway, he gets woken up by uh, a girl. Well, he isn't sure initially whether it's a boy or a girl. Uh, he gets he wakes up and uh, he hears a sound of a high pitched voice. It's either a boy's voice or a woman's voice. Turns out that it is a girl named Sam. Yay, Sam! And um, you know I could go into a lot of detail here. Okay, so basically, uh, Sam. Yeah, begins talking to Shadow, and they seem to hit it off pretty quickly. Uh, Shadow goes to the bathroom, and then he's talking to Sam, and eventually learns that she's going the same direction that Shadow's going. Um, and so Shadow offers to 
you know, give her a ride because she's hitchhiking and, and, you know, Shadow says that's dangerous. So they get in the car and I mean, I could go into in depth here, but it's not worth it to go line by line. Um, <laughs> suffice to say, it, right from the get-go, these two have a good rapport. They have good, good chemistry, right? So um, they get along well. Uh, you know, sh- uh, Sam is is witty. She's she's hilarious. Uh, she's got these you know great little one-liners that she tosses out left and right. Um, and they talk. It. Sorry. Go ahead. I love that Shadow asks, "Are you human? An honest oh. to goodness born of man and woman, living, breathing human being?" And she's like, "Sure." <laughs> right. Like, like, what do you, what do you say to that? <laughs> like, right. Yeah, crazy person. <laughs> right. Seriously. And she's like, you know, she's afraid he's a serial killer and all this stuff. And, <laughs> um, but anyway, they have this conversation. It's it's just really great. They talk for quite a while, and then they stop at a diner to eat, um, and they flip for who's going to pay and ends up being shadow paying. So Sam's quite happy about that. Um, so anyway, they kind of, they, they do that and they continue to talk and I, I don't know. It's just, I could go and talk about all the things they talked about, but the fact is there's a lot there. Um, it, it'd be a ton to unpack. And, but what I can say and what I really enjoyed about this conversations is that it reveals as much about Shadow as we've learned about him in the, all the previous pages. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like you get it's more really person. True. Yeah, it's more personality and uh, truth coming out of Shadow's mouth when he's talking to another person than we've ever had throughout the entire book. So I really like that a lot. Yeah, it's, so. it's wonderful chemistry and just like you kind of get to see who Shadow was before all the insanity happened. Right, you know, you feel like uh, in a way this 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 Sam girl is, you know, bringing out something in him that he hasn't had for a while, which is uh, like a life, a life force, something, like, you know, worth living for. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, eventually, after this awesome, you know, ride of theirs, which I love, <laughs> um, he drops her off at her aunt's. Make sure that the door is unlocked and then drives away. And eventually he stops at a motel for the night. He goes in. He's laying in bed. He's watching. He's flipping through. There's like an episode of MASH. And then eventually he gets to I Love Lucy. And before long, Lucy as a character begins to talk to him. He doesn't know what's going on. doesn't know who it is. And eventually... Lucy informs that uh, she is the goddess media, of media, and uh, she wants Shadow on her side, on their side, really. And so she's there to try to give him a pitch, a reason for him to join them, right? So he listens to it, but he's not interested. And then, of course, maybe the most famous line in the entire book happens, <laughs> which is... Um, you ever want to see Lucy's tits? Yeah, the shocker of that little story. <laughs> right. So, uh, of course, Shadow is disgusted. Um, I, I, I think he's disgusted on a multitude of levels, mostly because uh, I think that completely undermines the character of Lucy <laughs> Ricardo. <laughs> um, like that would just ruin it forever. <laughs> right. And uh, eventually he just shuts off the TV and turns over and goes to sleep. Yeah, 
Just ignore media. <laughs> it's not going to end well for you. Right. And then we pick up the next day. Um, Shadow is back on the road. Um, after passing through many like shady, low-population trucker stop towns, he finds himself rowing, rolling into Cairo. Uh, he parks the car and goes out to look at the river, and there's this little girl who's staring at him. And she's like this scrawny little thing, like six years old. Wearing, like, tennis shoes and, like, an adult's oversized sweater as a dress. It's just the saddest sight. And Shadow asks her if she's ever seen Invisible Powder, which I would be snarky and replied, how can you see Invisible Powder? Um, but she just shakes her head. Uh, Shadow proceeds to do a one of his coin tricks, making it appear that the coin was in his hand when he put it in his pocket and pretended to sprinkle Invisible Powder on his hand and open it with nothing in it. And she just stares at him. So he puts his hands in his pocket with a shrug, holding quarter in one and a five dollar bill in the other, intending on giving her the fiber until a stray dog and a cat come up behind her. And Shadow just wants to, you know, put her at ease, so he playfully like says to the dog, What do you think? Was that too was that cool? To which the dog replies in a deep voice, I saw Harry Houdini once, and believe me, you're no Harry Houdini. <laughs> and this poor little girl like looks at the dog and looks at Shadow for like running like hell away from them. I don't blame her. Like, right, I do the exact same thing. Just stumbled down the rabbit hole. I'm leaving. <laughs> and then a man with like spectacles um comes up and says like it was only a coin trick. It's not like he was doing an underwater escape. To which the dog replies super ominously, not yet, but he will. <laughs> like, okay, what can you see? Uh, Shadows led to the funeral parlor of Jekyll and Ibis. The man in the spectacles is Mr. Ibis, and of course we can deduce that the dog is Jekyll. And that kind of just where that little story stops, and we transition into a Somewhere in America story. And, you know... I'm really fond of this story because of the little bit of history I have with this and the fun story. Um, when I had been, I'm, I know I've talked about this before, but when uh, I was on an airplane and we, it was a full plane. So, you know, where you got sat was kind of where you're stuck. And so I had a window seat and my mother had an aisle seat cause she's kind of like a bum leg at the time. So she had to have it out in the aisle. we so we weren't going to switch. So this poor kid was sitting in between us. This uh, little Arab kid dressed like head to toe in religious garb. He's got his like three relatives behind him. And they're all like head to toe burqas, religious garb. And this is where I'm reading this part of this book. Where, you know, it starts off with this guy named Salim. You know, an Arab guy who's talking about how he's like scared of Jews and black people. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, I can't read this right now. This is terrible. <laughs> like, this is the most uncomfortable long plane ride ever. <laughs> but, right. you know, yay for fond memories. <laughs> it's burned in there forever. <laughs> right. Good story to tell in the future. <laughs> right. Uh, so the tale essentially starts off, you know, with Salim. And, you know, yeah, he's scared of black people and Jews. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, you're off to a good start in freaking America. Like, you turn around a corner, you're going to shit a brick every time. <laughs> right. Salim, uh, he's scared of people everywhere. You know, good thing you decided to, you know, live in New York. <laughs> and um, he's basically come to New York to make a living, selling these, like, trinkets that his brother-in-law manufactures, like, basically just touristy garbage. And uh, his brother-in-law, Fouad, 
sends faxes each day that becomes, like, more and more disappointed and curt with him. So the pressure for, like, Salim to succeed is, like, increasing and weighing upon him. And he knows, like, every day he's just spending more and more of their money. And eventually, like, he feels like he's just going to get offed. <laughs> so the pressure is really big on his shoulders. So the next day he's got this appointment at, like, 11 o'clock. And, and he goes and he's on time. He's sitting and waiting. And he waits. And he waits until one o'clock rolls around and a group of men, you know, leave out of this, like, office, you know, for lunch. And there's this guy with a cigar, kind of looks like a big honcho. And Slim kind of gets the feeling that that's the guy he was supposed to be seeing just kind of ditched him. But he still waits until, like, three o'clock before the receptionist's like, yeah, he, he's not returning. You can go home and call tomorrow. He's like, whatever, lovely. Just goes out into the street when a car passes by, splashes him with water, because your day can't get any shittier. And um, so he's just having, like, the crappiest day, and a taxi rolls up and to take him back to his hotel. And you know, this trucker um, cuts off the taxi, the driver's cursing at him in the name of the Prophet, so Salim knows that he's, like, his own nationality. And he asks how long he's been in America, you know, getting to talk to somebody who's, like, you know, can understand what he's going through. And they d discuss how, like, shitty it is and how long the hours are and the pressure and the exhaustion. And, and twice this poor taxi driver is nodding off at the wheel that Salim has to wake him up in traffic. That's awful. <laughs> right? Like, like, I have full confidence that you'll get me to where I want to go alive. <laughs> sure. I don't have to keep you awake. Right. And, um... The second time he has to wake him up, though, he knocks off his glasses and sees his eyes. And the driver quickly puts them back on, and Salim asks, you know, the strange question to us readers. Like, Are you going to kill me? And we're like, what the hell did he just see? And, you know, the guy says no, thankfully. And, um, yeah. From a story Salim talks about, we learn that this taxi driver is a djinn, whose eyes burn with fire. And we learn that the Jim Jin, what his life has become, you know, what fools believe that he's just some genie granting wishes. Like, you know, I'm a taxi driver in, like, a one-bedroom apartment. Do you think this is what I'd be doing if I could grant wishes for, like, humanity? No. Like, I'd have a better life than this. You know, driving 30 hours straight? I don't even like driving the 45 minutes home and staying awake. Like, that's awful. Imagine having to drive for hours and hours and hours every single day. Dealing Ugh. with assholes and people who shit in the back of your car. Like, that is disgusting. Oh, poor guy. And, uh, let's see. Salim arrives at his hotel. And, of course, he tells the gym, Jin, his room number on a whim. Just, you know, he's a friend he could talk to. And before he goes back up to his room, you know, he goes, um, doesn't send off a fax to his brother-in-law. He's like, I'm just don't want to deal with that today. He goes out, gets himself, you know, some dinner. And when he comes back, the gin's like, standing in the lobby. And so they go up to, um, uh, his room and they're holding hands. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a little friendly. Like maybe it's just a, you know, cultural thing. Then they get into the bedroom and, you know, Jin goes and has a shower. And like the second he comes out, you know, they just talk for a second before he like pushes Salim down and, like, mouth fucks <laughs> I was like, whoa, that took a turn. I had to, like, reread that part three times the first time I read this just to make sure, like, my dirty mind wasn't making things up. <laughs> so, so what were your, like, after you read that a few times, what were your general thoughts regarding, do you think that was just, like, 
really weird or like the weirdest thing like, I've ever read. Or, right. Well, did you feel like the did you feel like the Jin just like knew that he was, you know, gay? Or, you know, or what what what, what was your I don't know, I guess what's your thoughts regarding all that? I mean just, I guess maybe yeah, the Jin was probably smart enough that he'd assume if this guy is a certain age and been sent off to a different country to make a profit for his family that he's probably couldn't find anyone to marry and would probably assume that Maybe there's a reason he wasn't married, because he's a decent-looking person. Sure. That kind of makes probably piece that together that way. But, yeah, that scene. What did you think when you first read that scene? Uh, <laughs> probably the same thing. I just, I, I guess I wasn't expecting it. You no, know? like, I, not at all. I mean, it wasn't so much that I wasn't expecting that, uh, as much as I wasn't expecting it to go the way it went. Like you said, I mean, it's just like, I mean, he basically just like grabbed his head and was like, um, <laughs> going to town. <laughs> and Neil Gaiman, he, you know, he's an artist at describing scenes and has to like let us know that, you know, he was doing this for an hour before this guy came. Like, your jaw is going to be so sore. An hour? What the hell? <laughs> like, that is lock jaw right there. I mean, yeah, you're going to have to get a glass jaw, buddy. <laughs> right. Um, I better be repaying that kindness. That's all I can say. I mean, that's some serious kindness that you need to pay back. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, even more credited for Neil describing things. He describes the taste as fiery and strange and burning in Sleem's throat. Like, thank you. We really needed to know that. Right, You paint a great picture. (laughs) So uh, afterwards, Sleem goes and gargles some mouthwash, I'm assuming. And uh, when he gets back, the gin's already asleep. You know, the next day, it's followed by, you know, more of those activities. And the next day, when Sleem wakes up, the gin's gone. You know, he took Salim's possessions, leaving his own clothing, his license, wallet, and keys. And Salim takes over the role of taxi driver, and what I assume also now a gin. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's essentially what the gin has done is he. I think the. Maybe the semen, the whole. That's what thing, I was thinking too. That was the secret, maybe. Um. But but regardless of exactly how it was done, ultimately the gin is essentially passed on the I, I think passed on the gin spirit to Salim and now uh, that is what Salim is and so whoever the gin was, he's now free to go and live his life or something. That's what I got from that. Yeah, that's what I think as well. Just now he gets to be free from like the trap he was in of a life like he doesn't have to stick to that life anymore he can just go be nothing and anything yeah i mean he it i don't know it's weird i i feel like it's more of a a sad horror story because on one end you have salim able to not be afraid anymore and have a purpose in life and yet he's a djinn, and I don't think that's particularly a great thing either. No, like, that's going to be 
he's gonna be in the same hell that the djinn was in. Like, it's it's kind of like a weird repetition thing. Like, you know, you just pass on a different version of hell to a different person, and it continues on. Right. No, it's true. It really is. It's um, it's sad. It's sad. He's become the djinn, and the djinn's life wasn't great, so I can't see that Salim's life is going to be any better. No. So. Not from what it was. Like, it certainly didn't improve uh, his... I think he was probably better off with the pressure-filled life before. <laughs> to a certain extent, yeah, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's where our chapter seven ends. Yeah, I like this chapter a lot. I remember last week we liked the chapter. It was one of my favorite chapters uh, of all time. And, and this one actually is another one of my favorites. And for a multitude of reasons, uh, I've always loved the Jin story. I thought that was one of the best, if not the very best, uh, of all the stories that that he had, the Coming to America stories. Yeah. Um, that might be my favorite. And then, of course, we have the introduction of Sam. Uh, who is one of my favorite characters and uh, just a really great, you know, great character uh, in general. And we got to see a side of Shadow that we haven't seen for a while, so that was really nice to see some nice, quick, witty banner between the two. They have a really good rapport, good chemistry there. It's just, it's just a great, you know, a great chapter. A lot of, lot of stuff in here that's um, among the finest, I think, in the book. At least the, well, at least the. St- some stuff I really like more than anything else that I read in this book. Yeah, it's stuff that's just what you've been reading so far. This is the stuff that kind of really sticks into your brain, or these like stories and you know side notes and just little things like you know, Cosmos Media is Lucille picturing Lucille Ball saying like, "Hey, do you want to see my tits?" <laughs> like stuff that sticks in your brain. Oh uh, well, no doubt about it. I mean, it's not like you hear that every day. These are the parts that you remember in this book that start sticking. Right. Um. Yeah, it's just a good. It's a good chapter. I really like it. So, um, it's a, probably one of my favorites. I would say, for maybe my favorite or second favorite of the entire book so far. Yeah, I completely so. agree. It's a fantastic chapter. Oh right. So, I guess that's it for chapter by chapter this week. Uh, I guess we'll be jumping into our character profile. And so this week it's going to be on, I believe, what, Damore Barnes, right? Okay, that's, that's right. <laughs> I couldn't remember who it was. I'm like, right. uh, I'm so, pretty sure it was him. Damore Barnes. Um, he was born on November 16th, 1976 in Toronto, Canada. Woo! Ontario, I guess Toronto, <laughs> Ontario, Canada. So is it nice to have uh, this Canadian actor on the show? Uh, yeah, we're taking over, and soon we'll have all your shows. <laughs> Aha, knew it. You know, total global domination by Canada. Uh, Canada's just like this mythical place that soon will take over. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're just weird. I mean, our money smells like maple syrup, kind of weird. <laughs> well, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have, you guys, you guys, well, you're weird in so many ways. Yeah, you can uh, wash our money, and it won't break. <laughs> that's true. It's weird, like, it's, ours is, like, plastic, and when I go to America, it's like, you guys have, like, your paper money, and it's, it's weird. Right. Um, 
so Damore Barnes, right? So he's one of your favorite actors, and uh, why don't you remind everybody why he's one of your favorites? Because he was Tobias in Hannibal, so he's got this crossover where I'm already cool with him. I know he's going to do a good job, and he's already a badass, so I have no problem with him being in this. He'll do a great job. <laughs> uh, anyone who yeah. can, like, give Hannibal a run for his money, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. He was uh, actually really shy person he's very he was a very shy student um he went to uh, sir oliver mawant high school in toronto um he had some friends who kind of picked on him a little bit uh because he hosted a school christmas christmas assembly Aww, that's um, so yeah, cute. Poor, yeah poor guy um but the performance it was a hit Right, so he gained a little bit of confidence. He tried out for Squawk Box. It's kind of a sketch comedy show uh, in Canada. Oh kinda my like, god! Kind of like YTV Nicol- was famous. Right. <laughs> like YTV, yeah, right. So it's like the Canada version, I think, of like uh, Nickelodeon, I guess, in America. Nickelodeon's yeah. a lot like that. We had Nickelodeon too, but like YTV was like the weirdest channel you will ever stumble onto. Like literally. <laughs> At one point, they had where the like people who were talking about the show that would come up were just like upside down mouths talking with like hair glued onto their chins. It was like the weirdest place you could stumble into. That is weird. <laughs> Canada, man. <laughs> like, what was it? Was it just like, was it popular? Oh, yeah. Like, that's, as a kid, that's all I watched was YTV. And it had all like the good stuff on it, like Goosebumps and... Uh, Rugrats sticking around um, all the weird kid game shows and <laughs> I don't know if like they had it in America because I've told this to somebody else from America but there's like a game show oh, I don't remember what it's called so I'm not even <laughs> why I bring it up but they had like the weirdest stuff it was like a game show where they had a punisher that would like dump goo on kids that if they got an answer wrong but he was like dressed in like gimp get up mm. it was just like the strangest thing you'd ever seen yeah nickelodeon had that it was called um oh uh, double dare yeah that double dare. It was like was different green, i remember double dare but green yeah kind of green slime would drop down on people and stuff like that yeah i guess this is a canadian version <laughs> um okay so uh yeah he was he was 18 years old and it was it was his per- first professional ad- audition for the show he, he got the job um so that kind of launched his acting career um and he went to uh ryerson university theater program and he was uh, did a successful audition for the CBC kids show uh, Street Sense, and it kind of sidetracked his academic aspirations. So he he spent the next three years doing uh, Street Sense. It allowed him to kind of com- uh, hone his comedic tastes, and that. But he wanted to kind of expand what he was doing, you know, his range and and kind of challenge himself. And uh, so then he tried to go out and do the the Tia Career Show. He did uh, Relic Hunter. Um, There's television movies like White Lies. It actually was with Sarah Pauly, who's a really good actress. Um, 
and uh, and Lynn Redgrave as well. And uh, so he really, yeah. So White Lies was his first movie. It was a TV movie. It came out in 98. Uh, he followed that up with some more TV movies like If You Believe, Still This Movie, Relic Hunter, Blackout, Doc, and Untitled uh, Secret <laughs> Service Project, which... Interesting. Right. So then he went and did a TV show uh, called The Associates in 2002, or 2001 and 2002. It lasted 30 episodes. So that, I think, like, gave him his first bit of confidence because uh, it allowed him to be on a show that lasted for a while. It wasn't just like a one-off episode or a TV movie. Yeah, and it had two seasons, but like I don't even see a picture for this thing, so who knows if it actually aired or if it was just a weird thing. Well, it, it it might not have been that successful for some reason. It was probably Canadian. <laughs> right. Well, he did some more uh, TV, TV series and TV movies like Second String, Jasper, Texas, and then he did The Unit uh, TV show 2006-2009. I remember, I think, when that was on. Um, that was on for 45 episodes, so he got some, some solid work there. He did an episode of Fringe, one of my all-time favorite TV shows, in uh, 2010. He did a few episodes of Supernatural, which was really awesome. I remember him in that show as well. Yeah, I played like um, Raphael, who came like once a year, once a yep. season, I guess. Yeah. Um, he did Being Erica, Against the Wall... Uh, Awakening and A Day Without Rain. These are all like TV movies and TV series. Um, he did Wrath of of Grapes, the Don Cherry Story 2, which I guess is a, a TV miniseries. <laughs> Beats me. Right. Um, he did Flashpoint uh, in 2012. Um, he did uh, 13 the series. That was nine episodes, so obviously that got canceled pretty quickly there i think um transport of the t the series uh for what one episode on 2012 hot, hot ice i'm assuming that i was filming the pilot or something and that didn't go well um he did hannibal of course yeah and he did two episodes so you know with Brian Fuller, like, he keeps, like, people he's worked with, like, in his circle. And he only did two episodes, but he must have made quite the, uh, you know, um, impression because brought him on back for American Gods. Right. And they did The Listener in th- 2013, along with uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist, which is a video game, Covert Affairs uh, TV series, and uh, Cracked as well as The Cycle of Broken Grace. These are all like shorts uh, and uh, TV shows and video game. So, Oh my god, this name in the TV series Open Heart, he played a character called Dr. Dominic Carmichaelitis. (laughs) It's like a disease name on its own. Right. It's kind of amazing. 2015, uh, he did Defiance uh, 2015 as well, a few episodes. He did uh, Hemlock Grove for 11 episodes, which is, uh, I believe, on Netflix. And then he did Saving a Hope, a TV series, The Flash, for a few episodes uh, last year and this year. And uh, Gene the Joneses, 2016. And then 12 Monkeys, a TV show, uh, 17 episodes. So some substantial work. Yes, leading all the way up to American Gods. 
Yeah, so he did Incorporated TV series, and then he did American Gods. Yes. So. So he it looks like he's listed for every episode. We might see more of him than. Who knows? Well, I could see it being one of those things where uh, Ibis could probably maybe open and close some episodes talking. Yeah, that's true. So if because it's he's really kind of telling this story anyway to us um ibises so in a lot of ways he's the one telling us the story of shadow and and his whole life and how he got to be where he is and because he's a writer and um so we might see ibis uh open and close some of these episodes or provide some kind of voiceover narration or he just might get screen a lot of screen time that's all so that, yeah. that'd be fun there i'm looking at the imdb and there's a picture of American Gods that I hadn't seen before, but it's like uh, I guess a fan might have taken the picture, but it's uh, Mr. Wednesday and Shadow outside the ATM at the bank, and their cars there, the black car. Oh yeah, that's right. It looks awesome. It does uh, look segue, great. But <laughs> it does. It does look great. Um, yeah, there's a little interesting tidbit of information here on on uh, Demore Barnes. So he. He showed up in Los Angeles in early 2003. I guess when he got off the plane, he just thought he was going to start acting right away, but that didn't <laughs> actually happen. Um, but he got to work with acting coach Larry Moss, who's, uh, I guess, a really good acting coach. And he just found himself in the right place at the right time and started landing some shows. So as, obviously, as we can see, um, he was you know, on to great things and he's now into American Gods. Yeah, which could be quite a big role for him. Right. If this is what it could be, this could be a, a star uh, breakout kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if he's got a, a decent part in it, it could really, you know, slingshot his career. So what do you think of him as, as Ibis? Does that, I know you had some very strong feelings about him when he was cast. Oh, I'm so down for him being cast like yeah I, I really wanted to see him in something else again and especially brian fuller it's fine by me and why not i mean he's perfect for the role i mean <laughs> he already looks the role of mr ibis <laughs> yeah i think he'll be great i really yeah. do i really think he's gonna be phenomenal so yeah, i'm not worried about him yeah i think he has a he's a great actor um he does a lot with his eyes um the he adds what body language he needs, but nothing more than that. So he just kind of reinforces the acting with body language. Uh, but a lot of the stuff, you, I feel like he comes from his face. That's where he, you can see the most, like in his eyes. Yeah, exactly. So he'll be fantastic addition. All right. Well. I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> I think for for Barnes, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what he does. So that's great. Um, all right. So is there any other uh, comments or announcements? Any social media plugs we need to make? Uh, there's no listener feedback, um, so there's nothing really else to talk about. So I can just plug our socials. So um, right now our website is freakinggeeks.com. Um, the American Gods website is still active, um, but it won't be forever. It'll be changing in a couple weeks to just being freakinggeeks.com where we can go to our, all of our podcasts. 
And so we also have the American Gods Twitter page, which is at American Gods Pod. Um, you can get find me on the Twitterverse at, at Labyrinth Rose, and Michael is at Michael underscore Lanick. Uh, we're on Facebook, the American Gods Podcast. Um, haven't made a Freaking Geeks Facebook page yet. Uh, maybe when it picks up a bit more, I'll get that launched. Um, I think that's... Oh, email. <laughs> I know I'm missing one. Um, so you can email us at yeah, American Gods Podcast at gmail.com or freaking geeks media at gmail.com. Either is fine, it'll get to us one way or another. Right. And like we said, check us out on Patreon and uh, yep, we will be excited to talk to you guys next time. So until then, uh, have a good night or a good day wherever you are, and we will talk to you again shortly. Have a good one, godlings.